Hello and welcome to another Trust the Wizards podcast. Uh, my name's Kicker of Elves and I'm here in Cardigan. Uh, we're about to go and see uh, Crabstock at the Cellar Bar in Cardigan. And I'm here with a, an old friend of the pod, Texas Paul. Hello. Hi, Texas. And uh, a new friend of the pod, um, it's Alice Springs. Hi, Alice. Oh, hi. How hi. are you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, we're, we're very excited, aren't we? Because we're, we're yeah. going to go and see not one band tonight, not two bands, but actually five bands uh, playing at the Fruits de Mer Festival of Psychedelia here in Cardigan. Um, in about 30 minutes. Well, you, you say that. I think we're going to go and sit outside the door in about 30 minutes, but I think they're not actually going on to, probably a little bit later. Um, but we've got Jack Alister, we've got Crystal Jacqueline, we've got James McCown of the High Fiction Science, uh, Earthling Society and Sendelica headlining tonight. All the bands, of course, on the Fruits de Mer record label, which uh, Tex, you and I are, are big fans of. We are, we are indeed. Yes, uh, Sendelica. Oh, right, okay. I'm looking forward to Are you? Now, now for our, our listener out there, um, what, can you, what can you tell us, what sort of music do you... Would you describe Sendelica as, as producing? Oh, um, I don't know really. Um, sort of long, <laughs> yeah, prog rock almost uh, yeah. concept. Yeah. Uh, Quite long guitar solos, I'm anticipating. Loud. I'm loud, hoping loud. Loud, but they go on for. For quite some time. That's, well, that, that'll be the, the length of it, the long right. longness. Which isn't a bad thing. No, 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 no. Uh, you can't lose yourself in it. Now, you, I, I know you mentioned the idea of shoegazing before. I did, yes. Uh, you will be gazing at your shoes. I will. Um, Both of them. They're not that nice, your shoes, to be honest. <laughs> they're splendid shoes. Yeah. Have they mine a little better today? Alice, yours are gorgeous shoes. Thank you. And so, who are you particularly looking forward to seeing? Any, any, do you know any of these bands? I know Sindelica, yeah. because Paul here played it for me. And I mm. do agree, the shoegazing thing, I'm not sure what that is about. But I do agree they kind of the, put you in that kind of mood, yeah. make you feel a little nostalgic. Yeah. Um, put you in the kind of a trance. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, it that's is. That's what I like. I yeah. Like that special feeling. Well, I, I think not only said it, I think Earthling Society are quite similar in that way as well. I think they, they produce that same sort of sound. I think what I'm anticipating is that the first couple of bands, or first three bands, Jack Alistair, Crystal Jacqueline, and James McCown. I think are all going to be acoustic, as far as I understand this. Um, probably playing songs, uh, 60s songs, but a kind of a modern psych version of that. Um, and then the, the the two headline bands are going to be electric and, and really loud, and as you say, you lose yourself. In them. Um, now, we had a quick look in the venue, didn't we? And uh, it looks fantastic. It's, it's, it's a, literally a cellar. Um, and decked out with sofas which seems to be appropriate we can l- lie down rather than just gaze at our shoes we can be so, lounge lizards lounge lizards yes um, so it's, no, it's, it's going to be great isn't it I think yeah, so yeah. looking forward, looking forward to, to it and uh, I suppose what we should do really is, is put a song on now then just to, to give our listener an idea of what's going on I think I think we'll play an Earthling Society song uh, followed by a Sendelica song um, and then we'll come back after the gig and see how it went. Okay. Does that sound all right? Sounds good. Okay, and hopefully we'll get an interview with uh, Keith Jones, who runs the, the Fruits to Mayor label. Maybe he'll tell us a little bit more about the bands, because frankly, we don't really know anything, do we? No. All right, so, so sorry about that, listener, but we'll, we, we'll be more informed after the event.
That was uh, Earthling Society with The Elevator Does Not Stop at This Floor, and nor should it. Um, before we move on to listening to Sendelica, I was very pleased to be able to catch a few words with co-founder of the Fruits de Mer label, and very much the grand fromage when it comes to crab stock, one Keith Jones. Despite being very busy setting up um, exciting stalls of white label test pressings of Fruit de Mer releases and stuffing goodie bags full of CDs, I snuck down to the venue with Keith um, to ask all the questions you would expect of me. Except, unfortunately, Garbanzo's breakfast conundrum, Oh well, next time. Anyway, here's what Keith had to say. Okay, well I'm here with uh, Keith Jones who runs the Fruits de Mer label. We actually sat downstairs in the cellar bar in Cardigan with Sandelica sound checking behind us so it might be a little bit noisy. But anyway, hi Keith and hi, mate. W- welcome to the Trust Wizards podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now this is, we're here for, obviously for crab stock. Uh, this is the, the second crab stock you've done, is it? It's the... Well, we actually, we ended up doing two in the US um, two weekends ago. One, ah, in, right. one in New York and one in uh, Connecticut. Okay. Um, sneak one in at the last minute. So this, this was the original plan, was just to do Wales. Right. And then bands got in touch and said, we could do something in the US if and, you don't And mind. you did something last year as well. Was that, was that the we, first one last that, year? Well, that was the first live event that we did as a label was right. at the boardline last year with the right. pretty things headlining right. and sandelica um were, were playing on that uh, on that gig right and then pete from sandelica said well why don't we do something in wales yes we can we can organize it cardigan is really easy easy to get to <laughs> of course it isn't but no. it's too late now yeah uh, and next weekend we're over in Helsinki for Crabstock on Ice. Fantastic. So, uh, and uh, so tonight we've got Sandelica, we've got Earthling Society. We've got Crystal Jack- Jacqueline, uh-huh. uh, James McEwen from uh, High Fiction Science and Jack Ellister who's come over from, uh, from the Netherlands and Jack actually opened the, the first gig we did at the Borderline last year. Fantastic. So, yeah. And, and uh, all these, these acts record on Fruits de Mer? They've recorded on the label. I mean, we never contract anybody um, specifically to Fruits de Mer. They'll do a single or do an album and then they'll move on and do their own thing. So we always do one-off deals, but yeah. they're all artists that have recorded for the label right. in the last 12 months or so, yeah. And the, the, the thinking or the ethos behind the label is vinyl only, vinyl limited only, editions? Always limited, mainly because we can't afford to print too many and we certainly can't afford to hold on to too many and it's always uh, either 60s 70s classics obscure stuff revisited or bands that really are quite happy to openly owe a debt to the 60s and 70s playing their new stuff on the label so it's a bit of a mix of the two and do you do you think there's a there's a a fruits de mer sound would you say it's kind of psychedelic and i I guess psychedelia and and kraut rock are probably the main two things but i always say if uh, if some music comes in and i think we've got to release it then we'll find some excuse to release it right and and in fact sandelica were were a great example of that, where they uh, they did a version of Venus in Furs, nice, yes. and it just turned up. And as it happened, the guy I was running the label with in the early days was at our house, and I said, "You just got to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing." And we said, "Right, that's a single. That's done. <laughs> okay, that's going to come out." That. And yeah. that's the way it works, which is great fun because it's not commercial. You know, if I cover my costs, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so we can have fun with it. Unfortunately. 
quite a few people seem to kind of go along with it. Yeah. The bands and and people who buy the records. Well, as and, well. I mean, it's very it's great for vinyl collectors, isn't it? Because you've got all the, it's a lot of coloured vinyl. Yeah, we like um, a bit of coloured vinyl. Slip in a few black vinyl just for old times' sake yeah, right. somewhere okay. as well. But right. yeah, try and make it interesting. Yeah, I'm a collector of vinyl and have been for 45 years or something. Right. So for me, it it was always. Can we produce something that if I was a collector yeah. and into my music, I'd think, oh, I might buy a copy of that. Yeah. And if I buy one record, maybe I'll come back and check out what else is on the label. And there seems to be an emphasis on, on what the records look like as well. The, the, the cover art is a very important part yeah, of the project. It's, it? it's, yeah, we've, it's always been very DIY, always done on a, on a pretty tight budget. So we have to try and be creative or, or get creative artists to to do things for us to to compensate for the fact that we can't spend a huge amount of money on things but yeah we like to slip in a poster or do a little gatefold or or give away something stupid with the with the records here and there and and try and make it fun and interesting for people now and talk about giving giving things away now you you've been we're here very early i mean you're you're setting up upstairs already yeah um i'm here because i want to be towards the front of the queue (laughs) because you're you're offering punters today's some special gifts there's a, for turning up early. There is. There's a goodie bag for the first hundred people through the door. Yeah. There's a there's a goodie bag, and it's made up of, uh, to be honest, CDs rather than vinyl because vinyl is pretty expensive yeah. to give away. But um, it's CDs. We've done a, a couple of fruits and mare samplers, and there's yeah. bands that have given us a hundred copies of um, of albums or have put something together specially for today. So I think there's, each of the goodie bags have got five or six free CDs in there and there's some and once you get through the door there's a few Fruits of the Mare uh, singles on odd coloured vinyl and things like that that, uh, so it's definitely worth turning up to these live events I like to think so and and I know one or two things will find their way onto eBay I hope most people actually buy them because they want them or or, or want to remember the day because there's some great music on hopefully tonight uh, for for five or six hours of, of, of great psychedelia but yeah, it's it's it just felt like it's a it's a nice way to to make people think it's worth the effort coming all the way to Cardigan. No, that's very very good. Now, before before I let you go, yep. um, you you may well be aware that I, I am one of three wizards on this, yes. this podcast, and I, I've been given a list of questions from my <laughs> colleague wizards to to ask you. They're, they're less to do with the label and more to do with well, frankly, not very much at all. But anyway, right. I'll, I'll ask you them and see see how you go. So um, the first question I'd like to ask you is. Um, if you could magic yourself into any band in any period of history, which band would you like or would you have liked to have been in? Uh, it would have had to have been the Pretty Things. Okay. Um, uh, and, and, of course, I'm biased because the, the guys have recorded some things for the label. Right. But if I go back and think of... I mean, the period I would have loved to have lived through, other than at the age of about 11 or 12, which I was at the time, would have been the great sort of 66, 67, 68. Right. And, and be old enough to really appreciate it and be in London. Right. So, you know, transport me back to 67, yeah. put me in the pretty things. Okay. Put me in there with Norman Smith when they're recording SF Sorrow. That would do You'd it. be happy with that, I'll yeah. play the spoons, I don't <laughs> care, I'll, I'll be there. Okay, very great, thanks for that. Um, cricket. Yes, uh, a force for the civilization of the world and a, a lever for the a new, more tolerant and vibrant culture or complete bollocks? Uh, a great game, a great game, a brilliant sport for people who aren't very good at sport. <laughs> <laughs> so count me in, okay. count me in. I can, I can sit through a day of a test match with a few pints in my hand. I may not know what's going on, but 
It's, okay. a, it's a social experience rather than a sport. There you go. All okay. the better for it. Psychedelia. Uh, always kind of been tied up with hallucinogenic drugs. Uh, is that old hat or, or is that yeah, mad-hatted? Uh, I, I think a lot of people have got very clear views about what psychedelia means. For me, it's it's light shows, mm. it's phased, it's overproduction of, of sounds, mm. it's people doing crazy things with music at a time when experimentation was the thing to do. And if they're still doing it now, I, I, you know, I love hearing it. And recreating the sounds of the, of the 60s, but doing it with some of the technology and some of the instruments from today, that will do for me. What do you think a perfect birthday gift for a Fruits de Mer artist would be? Perfect birthday gift for Fruits de Mer. I think it would be signing with a decent label. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I re- and I really do think that, you know, there's some great... You know, the, the bands that are playing today, yeah. you know, they all... Des- you know, the, the, the point of Fruits de Mer is to give people a chance to, to be heard uh, and for me to get the chance to release the stuff. But, yeah. you know, you, you, you just believe that some of these artists just need the support of a big label that can actually get them out there and get their names heard yeah. beyond the you know the the you know the, the the wonderful people who know the label already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final question then. Can you tell us a little bit about what's what you're going to be re- releasing uh, in the future on on Fruits de Mer and, and perhaps plug any tours that you got Yeah, going? well, the uh, the next set of releases coming out I think realistically now early June got a new album by Astralasia. Instrumental, kraut rock influence, great. I mean, one of my favourite bands from the 90s. But this, to me, is is the sound of Astralasia that I love to hear. Mm. Um, got uh, a, a, an album by a Swedish group called Torpedas, which I, oh. I describe as the all the best bits from your 60s and 70s prog rock psychedelic albums with all the crap taken out. <laughs> and, and that's how it feels. The There's crap no replaced in, with the crap? With crap replaced with more good stuff oh. it's um it's you know it's my vertigo albums and my rca neon albums my charisma albums yeah. all the bits that aren't embarrassing all glued <laughs> together and they've just got a great feel for for that sort of turn of the 70s music yeah. um d- double album of cosmic cosmic oh, sounds from uh, <laughs> craig padilla we did a, a five album set last year yes, strange, called Strange Fish, Fish yeah. and Craig took a side of that and now he's extended that to a double Brilliant. album and a single by Tina Nog okay. who go right back to the start of the 70s and uh, um, and they're still making great magical folk rock if you want to call it that or yeah. prop folk or acid folk whatever you want to, yeah. just great songs and they're touring the UK at the end of May into June and I'm doing my level best to get the single out in time for the tour. Brilliant. So that's that's the next one. So it's busy, busy times. Then. Busy times, good fun though. And then we'll have a little break, um, and uh, we'll be back in the autumn. Fantastic. And and pe- if people are listening to this and uh, they're interested in finding your stuff, you've got a website. That's the way to get it, isn't it? Yeah, fruitsdemairecords.com. All one word, fruitsdemairrecords.com. Yeah. And if you can find your way around it, I'm not a great web guy so uh, it's a bit cobbled together but you can find your way around what I like about it is it's very easy to see the, the whole discography there and you think right well I've got half of this I yes. really need to yep. go back yep. and find the rest of but, it that's right and you know where you end up you end up on eBay unfortunately you and, and I, probably, I never sell anything on eBay <laughs> um, I always sell it direct or through people like Heyday Mail Order which is a great mail order service yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah a few people then like to try and work their way backwards well, that's what, definitely what I'm trying to oh, do yeah, I've, I've got 
got to about 20. Have you? Good luck. Get to, uh, it's getting get more and more expensive. Oh, so you can't, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes, the great thing about eBay is sometimes people type, type the names up incorrectly. So if you ah. kind of have a little look around or they forget to put Fruits de Mer or something okay. like that. So. Okay. Yes, a few things find their way on there. Well, brilliant, and thank you very much. I know you're, you're very busy, and you're, there's a lot going on right now, and we're going to start in about an hour or so. So yeah. thanks very much for spending some time a with pleasure. us. A pleasure. Thanks and, very uh, much. I really look forward to listening to all the bands tonight. Great. Thanks and, very uh, much, mate. I appreciate it. All the best. Thanks. So here's Sendelica uh, with Journey to the Centre of the Mind. Come along, if you dare.
and we're back. Back, yeah. back from from seven hours, seven hours of crab stock. Indeed. Yes, and we're just about in one piece. Um, helped by uh, a hog roast on the way out, which uh, I think all venues should have. <laughs> it wasn't very vegetarian, I'm disappointed. Well, that's true, although you, you did ask whether it was, which was an interesting <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Fair> <laughs> yeah, anyway, nevertheless, uh, we've had a, a fantastic time. We've seen five bands who we should uh, go through one at a time, really. Yeah, all right. Um, so the first band who was on, if you remember, uh, was Jack Allister, who was uh, the, the young Dutch lad who started things off with uh, an acoustic set. He did. Um, a man of many capes, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Well, two. Two. Well, he, I don't know, but he, he had another one later on in the evening. Did you notice? Yeah, I thought that yeah. looked like a, a neck curtain kind of a Yes, curtain. that's right. Now, a man who has two capes, what do you make of that? Uh, I really like him. And I really liked the way he played guitar. Yeah. It was amazing. He was a very good he guitar was really player, wasn't good. he? I was like, at some point, I was like, I was listening for a bit, and then I was like, how did he get that sound? Where, how yeah, did he, he do it? Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, no, he, it was a very mellow start, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was appropriate, I think. You know, there were, it, it wasn't completely full at that point, but there were quite a few people in. Yeah. And he was very affable. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, it was, I would, if I was going to be a little bit, I'd say a bit quiet. I think yeah. that was the sound, though. Yeah, no, they yeah. had a problem with the sound. Yeah, maybe they did. Yeah. Problem with the sound. It was generally very positive, though. Yeah, it was a very positive start. A great guitar player and great cape wearer. And I just ask to the point. Yeah, still a bit lost on the punchline about the bicycle and the hill. Yeah, he did yeah. tell a very rambly joke there, didn't he? Sorry about that. Rambly joke with no punchline. Yeah. Uh, Much like the kind of jokes we've Well, text, to be fair, it's like one of yours. Yeah, it is like one of mine. In, in, in fact, it, it could have been yours. Well, I actually said to you, didn't I lean across and say, I'm waiting for a punchline <laughs> that's really bad like mine. But yeah, it didn't really come. But it, it was okay, he got away with it because his songs were pretty neat. Yeah. Um, anyway, after him, we had the, the duo that is Crystal Jacqueline, uh, which was Crystal Jacqueline and Icarus Peel sat down <laughs> playing guitar. Playing what? Playing guitar. Guitar. Yeah, playing guitar. Um, she she was wearing a, a fantastic frock. Now, as a as a yeah. as a female personage, did you really appreciate that? Yeah. Yeah. Were they boots? They were boots. Um, I don't know. They're pretty high, though. I don't. I don't. I don't own oh, his that eye myself. No, neither. Well, you do, thanks. No. But you well, have, you have yes, to. I have to. He's a very small man, isn't he? Yeah. Ali, Ali. Or I'm very tall. <laughs> oh, you are a, a giant Amazonian woman. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he is a midget. He's a midget with a 10-gallon hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, she was uh, she had a great voice. I thought I really liked her yeah, voice. Um, th- there was a mix of um, of songs, quite a few cover versions. I remember there was a Jefferson's Airplane song at the end. Were there? Was, there? was, there? was, there? was one in the uh, So what did she sing? She sang two at the end. She sang White, White Rabbit. She sang, didn't she? Yeah. And then she sang. I don't know what the song is. It's like, when the truth is. Try that again. <laughs> I'll try that again. Yeah. It's sort of like a. When the truth is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, um, was that Jefferson? No, I was not. Yes, okay, you're right. Yes, but she, they were great, weren't they? I mean, that, and it, a little bit louder, I thought, and uh, I, I really liked her. I thought her voice was very captivating. I was yeah. entranced, especially when she did the air Yeah, there was quite a lot of reverb, wasn't it? Was yeah. Kind of an American folk. It was folk rock, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, to a, yeah. You know, low justice kind of look. Yeah. Like, and there was the, I think it was a corset, wasn't it? She was wearing. Really? You you getting a little fashion on this? Yeah, I think yeah. I had, I had a real good look yeah. when, back, when they were back upstairs yeah. and I was ordering my food. Oh, she was yeah, around, yeah, wasn't the she? Details yeah. on it were pretty pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah you know. I, and she was, as you said, text during, during the show, you said, you know, she's a, a bit of a pro, but she was working yeah, the audience, wasn't she? she definitely was. Lots of glances across to, well, to where we were. People would take the photographs, she would glance across them so they'd get a good, a good photograph, I yeah. And we have got good photographs. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, see. We we'll, have a really good photo. Well, do we? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put the photos up on the blog um, if you send them to me. The pictures I took, of course, are shite. Um, but, shaking. Well, I was nervous. I was nervous, yeah. Um, okay, so that was her, and then then we had James McCowan, McKeown, McKeown, McCowan. Yeah. Um, he he played on his own uh, with uh, an effects-led guitar, a bit bit uh, John Martiny, I thought. Well, I was quite fascinated by that effects-led guitar because mm. it was only about five minutes in before I began to realise that those sounds were coming from one guitar. Yeah, he was quite and a big sound how, he made. How's he doing that? Yeah. Yeah, I actually met, I actually missed a couple of songs because I was upstairs. Right. I really liked the last one. The last one was amazing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was quite low key, um, but no, no bad thing that. And uh, yeah, it was very, very tuneful and interesting stuff. I think. Yeah. No, yeah. text you. You're, you're, you're wavering. It was up and down for me this one because oh, right. um, I didn't think at times I thought his voice wasn't right. Well, it, I, I think again, part of the sound thing, wasn't it? Worked. But yeah. then he, he really rocked the last song, and it yeah. was amazing. It yeah. was just, it was just great. And again, another great guitar player. I mean, we've oh, yeah. some fantastic yeah. musicians yeah. we've seen tonight. Um, then we had uh, Earthling Society, who took forever to set up because they they seem to have the biggest drum set in the world, which, which prompted which, a. A quiz question. A quiz question. Yes. yes. We, well, which you can. Well, we'll we'll mention that. But it, I mean, the thing about the, the drum set, which is not that interesting per se, but it was put front and centre, wasn't it? It's and we, to wonder. we thought that we thought the lead singer was going to be playing the drums. Yeah, because it is unusual to have the drum kit virtually at the front of the stage yeah. occupying the singer's place. But he he didn't sing actually. He was he was a fan. But we did have that quiz question about how many bands can you name whose lead singer plays the drums oh, one for the listeners, and I think we'll leave that with you listener because I think we came up with four didn't we we did um, and we're not counting the Beatles no no um, but anyway they set up and, and he, he didn't sing but he was a fantastic drummer he was he was mega and he was twatting those hi-hats wasn't it rotten <laughs> yeah, wasn't he you said that yes it's a symbol that if you hit it once it goes on forever a bit like so you yeah <laughs> 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 okay, we can stop that now. Okay, now. Um, but yeah, they they made a great noise, didn't they? Oh they did. yeah, yeah. Lots of guitar um, it effects. It was very interesting for me to see that it's not just a random, you know, uh, in, improvisation. It was interesting to see how they work together with mm. the 
Well, it was a, it was a, was it a four? It was a four piece, what, wasn't what it? Was a, what would you call that man? The, the sound, the sound, you know, the sound effect side, engineer, magician. Yeah. Well, well yeah. So so effects. It effects. was really cool to see them work together. I yeah. Was very aware of what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was almost scientific, wasn't it? Because yeah. he, he had like a lab table in front of him. And, and, the, the, the and the guitar was, yeah. the guitarist was going close to him and he was doing things all yeah. the time. So yeah. he was very busy, Yeah, no, he, he was. Yes. And uh, the, the guitar player was fantastic. Yeah. Again. Yes. Again. Yeah. Uh, they played some superb songs. I particularly like the song Zodiac, um, which was played yeah, towards like the middle of the set. We've, uh, we've bought their... CDs. Well, actually, um, you ran upstairs, didn't you? Alice, you it right up there. Alice Springs, you've, you've got the for, disc. Yeah, I was helping for a T-shirt, but uh, unfortunately, there were no small sizes. No. <clears throat> but hey, which, which you don't really need because you are a giant. Remember, yeah, I'm a, giant a giantess. Yeah. Sony. Yes, of course. Yeah, but well, you, maybe you're looking for text, a small one for text. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I could have worn as a dress. You could have done. Yeah. We we were recording in what we like to think of as our pub. Oh, antique. Um, uh, the snug of the pub, in fact, um, but some youth. Youths. Youths. <laughs> yes, youth, Camarden youth, no, Ma- Cardigan youth. Cardigan youth. Cardigan youth uh, walked in, so we decided to, to halt proceedings there, and we've, we've now moved upstairs to uh, your, well, what, what should we describe it as? Tip. Penthouse. Penthouse, that's what I meant, penthouse yes. Apartment. That's what I meant, your penthouse. Anyway, we were talking, as, as you'll remember, we were talking about uh, Earthling Society and how, how great the, uh, the sound was. We t- you got the album, I got the album. Uh, I did Called Zodiac, which is the title track, I think, which they definitely did play. I think perhaps yeah, we'll play did. in a moment. Um, the, but they, they had a, 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 quite a big sound, I thought, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that there were only three of them, helped presumably by the thousands of drums in the middle of the set. Yeah, that, was a, that was a big drum kit, wasn't And it? the fact it that really he was. could really play it. Was it the four? Four. four of them, I think. There were four, yeah. There was a bass player, drummer, and then the effects guy, and the guitar player. Yeah. Um, but the drum was huge, yeah, and and he gave it an almighty twat, and it was it was I'd great. I'd say the drum was at least half the stage, wasn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, long 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 songs, um, lots of effects on the guitar, um, very easy to lose yourself in in the I thought. I think I did a few times. Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah it was really good. I really enjoyed. it. I think it. they really set the scene. For the next well, that was. Week. I have to say that they they were the sound I was anticipating. Yeah, much more than the the lighter acoustic folk influenced stuff. This this was proper psychedelic. It was yeah, really what noise. we were waiting for, wasn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people came there. For. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, they, and they and they really didn't disappoint. So I mean, uh, we we were strongly recommending. Where are they from something. again? You said they were from. I don't know. Fleetwood. 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 Yeah. Well, Blackpool would. Blackpool must be. Went through Fleetwood many times, didn't we? I mm. know. Yeah. Where's Fleetwood? It's Blackpool. Blackpool, yeah. Anyway, um, enough for those geography fans out there. Let's let's move on to the the headline band who were Sandelica, of course, from Cardigan. Yeah. Um, are they? Yeah. They are, they, they are, and and they they brought some of their own crowd, uh, but uh, also the Fruits to Bear people were were very much keen to see them, and and yeah. and the the front was packed. It was yeah. really hot when you got down the front. We, which yeah, we, we it, was, did for a bit. it started to get a bit. Um, but what a fantastic finale to the night. Yeah. I mean, the, the fella in the middle, I, I wish I could remember his name, I did know once. Well, he played guitar like you'd never seen before. Mm. But the thing that really got me was the guy to his uh, left, who sensibly was playing keyboards, 
had a, a Mellotron. Which, oh, he, uh, which, that's which, that's, that's it's which he was playing with his wiggly wobbly hand, yeah. as as you would have Playfully playing. Did you notice a few yes. playful little things towards I the did, but no, you know, I've seen people play the Mellotron before. What I haven't seen them play before is the joystick. He had a little joystick, I don't know if you could see from where you were, which, <coughs> frankly, he was wanking madly <laughs> at, at var- various points. No, I never noticed that. Did you not? I don't. I, I took a picture, so we'll have it on the blog because otherwise people I have to see this picture. Yeah, because well, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, no, 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 no. He was giving it a right tug, and uh, I don't know if it was actually a joystick that controlled the Mellotron or whether it was doing something else. But it was making fantastic effects and squelchy noises. And <laughs> was it on on the, on the Mel? What's it called? Mellotron. Well, Mellotron. Well, I, the other thing I saw it. It might was, be attached to the Mellotron. Yeah, I don't know. It's it quite small. It was but well. powerful. <laughs> yes, Tex. And uh, uh-huh. he, he, he seemed to have it on the on the little desk next to him most of the time, but occasionally he would pick it up and, and give it a right go. Um, and then, uh, of course, the sax the, the saxophone. Leave Alice out of it. Sorry. The the saxophone player wasn't he fantastic as well? Yeah, he was. I wasn't expecting a saxophone for this no, group. I have to be honest. Well, I, knew, so I was very surprised. Well, when I, saw I, it. I was surprised as well, but I, I know that they've they've done a, a cover version of um, Urban Gorilla, oh, right. the the Hawkwind song, and I think um, what's his face, Nick, somebody or other, Nick. Oh, I can't remember. Nick, Nick, out Nick. of Nick, 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 Nick yeah. out of Hawkwind. Nick, of Hawkwind. Yeah. <laughs> Nick uh, out of Hawkwind. He played. He played on on that song. So I thought maybe they didn't have a sax player, but actually the sax player was was brilliant. Yeah, and he played alto sax as well. Yeah, two saxophones. Um, oh, right. oh, I didn't see that. And uh, I did do a, a little bit of a check for our friend Garbanzo. Um, the guitar player had seven pedals. Uh-huh. Uh, seven effects pedals, um, and he was overworking. I would say the uh, the wah wah pedal more yeah, than the other. Yeah, the wah wah was. But um, I like that. Pedal. No, it was a brilliant sound. A sound. Uh, the drummer was like animal. Yeah, <laughs> the drummer it was, was am- amazing. Fantastic. Well, they all worked very hard, didn't they? They were all yeah. just. It didn't stop. They, they no, just I mean they came on fairly fun. late, but they they certainly didn't yeah. seem tired at that point at all, no. and, and they they were phenomenal. I, yeah, and I think. The audience weren't tired by the end of it either. They wouldn't. You know. No, I think we we could have had a few more. Yeah, you know, we, we, they've left us, us wanting more. Um, but they they played some cracking stuff. I, I particularly like the song at the end, which uh, was not which would they never played live. No, no, that was the, the penultimate one. one. Yeah, they, ah. it, was, it was talking about. Um, there's a, they've got a single out which on one side is Venus in Fur, yeah, uh, which, so, mm-hmm. which we've just heard. Yes, of course. Um, and the the B side to that is Maggot Brain. That's right, which and is um, Funkadelic. 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 Yeah. And uh, which they said, as you rightly say, uh, they didn't don't normally play live. They played particularly for Keith as it's you know a Fruit de Mer's release, and that was great. But then the song after that, I can't remember what it was called, but that was superb. That yeah. one at the end, I really enjoyed that very much. I'm going, I'm going like to have to try and research that, and we'll we'll put that on the pod to finish. I think. Definitely. Um, so to round up. <laughs> We've seen five bands, a range of different sounds, all on, on Fruit de Mer. And I think they're held together by this sort of Fruit de Mer ethos, which is one of really enjoying music um, and honesty. There's a lot of honesty, I felt, there. And that's, that's what the label's about. I was talking to a friend of, of Keith's, actually, uh, Kevin P. 
This is the man who was sitting next to us. Yeah, no, I don't know if his name is Kevin P, as in as in the vegetable, which would be you know a fairly mm. fairly cool name, wouldn't it? You, yeah. Or whether he he looked at me and thought I, you're not the sort of bloke I want to tell my full surname to, and he he just, just gave the me the first letter. Yeah. yeah, so it's a P yeah. dot. It could be a P dot or it could be a, a little P. We don't know. But an, anyway, he was uh, he he was very nice and 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 we were talking uh, about the the vibe the vibe of the whole Crabstock thing. Yeah. Because I, I felt very relaxed from the moment that I got in the place. Uh, it was it was a really friendly, positive bunch of people. Uh, the musicians were, were great, but they were hanging around, weren't they? I mean, you... Yeah. you, you, you yeah. Really, the musicians were there all night. They were yeah. happy they were to, s- to sign anybody's records, posters, whatever well, they wanted. What I really like about it is the way they were watching nice. each other. They, they 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 were interested in enough to watch the other bands, yeah. Each other play, you know. And and, and your Jack <laughs> Alistair fella, he was he was ferrying beers around yeah. for other people, and he was. Uh, he was trying to flog his single, which we I thought that got. was quite endearing, though. Know, he kept going, yeah, you know, yeah, that, holding up a single. Thanks, and going, thanks for saying you, what you were doing there, because you, it, it, we're obviously holding up a single and sort yeah. of pointing at people and yeah. inquisitively. Yeah, you know. he seemed a nice fella, but but yeah, and uh, the, but the, but what. Um, Kevin was saying was that you know that, that Keith does this. It's not his job. I mean, it's his hobby, um, and, he, and he does it because he likes it, and, and uh, he doesn't want to rip anyone off. And so the you know the, the vinyl is is reasonably priced, um, and uh, you know he looks after his audience. And I, and I felt that that was carried out from from the website, from all yeah. the vinyl stuff to the Crabstock event itself and it was a really nice thing to have yeah, done. Yeah, he, he could have been very cynical at that point, couldn't he, when yeah. everyone was there. Was now, fine. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Tex, that uh, I was having a chat with Keith right at the end saying, you know, how much we'd enjoyed it. And I said, why don't you do the next Crabstock in Liverpool? And, and wow. he said, well, if you can help organise it, we'll come. Wow. Now yeah, that is a... we mentioned we mentioned a band that we both like very much, who we felt would be perfect for this, and that's of course Lucid Dream. Exactly. Yeah. So we need to get in touch with those boys. Uh, obviously, we've got the September Psychedelic Festival in Liverpool. We have to catch as many of those bands as possible and see what we can do. Um, the Wild Eyes might be interested. Well, so uh, we'll put it out there to our to our listener. If uh, if our listener knows of any bands who might be interested in a Liverpool-based crab stock, let us know through the usual channels. But uh, that would be quite quite a thing, though. Quite a quite, thing. Yeah, quite, quite a thing. Um, and in the meantime, thanks very much to Keith for for the time he spent talking to me earlier. Uh, thanks very much to all the bands that we've seen. Thanks Absolutely. to you, uh, Alice Springs, for your <laughs> debut. <laughs> Debut on the pod. I hope it won't be at the last. Thank you very. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the whole the whole um, festival and everything. And excellent. The goodie bags were also. Yes, the goodie bags. Let's not forget about that. No, good point. The goodie bags full of goodies. What do you have to say about the goodie bags? (laughs) Well, I would call it grab stock rather than. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no. Obviously, that's not the the reason we came here. No, no, no. But it was very, very Very generous. He welcomed. um, With a with a. Goodie bag that was filled with things. Yeah, yeah, there were so many things we don't even know. This is what you were saying, isn't it? It Yeah, it's the generosity of the man. We're having a, we're having a bit of a do here. Come along. Yeah, it felt like that, wasn't it? It felt like a a party for people who you know. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, th- thanks to you, Texas Paul, for, for being here, um, and thanks for putting on your Scouse accent and, and helping well, Alice I to understand you. Now, now I can speak my real accent. And helping Alice with her uh, with her English. <laughs> yes. With her English. Yes. So we'll we'll say we'll say goodbye and good night, and and we'll finish with the mighty Sendelica. <laughs>